And welcome to another segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet, with his trusted canine, Woody, co-host. Woody's a great co-host, by the way. Great listener. Also the producer of the show. That's right. A long-haired miniature dachshund is the producer of this show. Some of you are probably saying, oh, well, that makes sense. Hey, you know, he's a 13-year-old dog. Or is he 12? Woody, how old are you? Woof. Woody doesn't give his age. But Woody does ask you to please go to our website, thepblpodcast.com, and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to start doing some videos here in the coming days, and uh, you want to see that, what we're doing. So I also put all my TikTok videos up and haven't had too many of them recently. I still try to do a few each day because I'm, I'm shadow banned. And, you know, this is the thing about what's going on right now in the world with uh conservative punditry, if you will. But anyway, on this segment of the PBL podcast, we're going to break down some news bias. So what I want to do is I'm going to run through the headlines and show you not only what the media is saying, but more importantly, what they are not saying, how they are trying to lead the news, what they're leaving out. Uh, also, I mentioned on the previous podcast, you know, the passing of Eddie Van Halen, again, breaks my heart. Just the man was such an amazing guitarist. But I got some other rock legend news that I want to pass on. But let's talk about what I mentioned here at the onset. Didn't really um, plan on talking about this. It just kind of thought of it, as I said out loud, how the, the, the intranet or the algorithms, if you will, suppress people with certain views. I am... As I said, I am a registered libertarian. Uh, I vote Republican, and I vote Republican because, you know, that's a better choice than Democrats. I'm sorry. I just, I will not, cannot vote for Democrats. Uh, Blue dog Democrats are gone. You're not going to have, they're just not there anymore. The Democrat Party has gone so far to the left. And then what I know about the Democrat Party's past, it still ties into what they are currently. The Democrat Party is the party of slavery, Jim Crow laws. They are the party of voter suppression. They are the party that holds you back economically so they can retain power. I have zero faith that the Democrat Party is working for Americans, and I completely, completely abhor what they are doing in our nation. And what they're doing right now in our nation is they are suppressing free speech. They are lying and pandering to groups so they can retain power. They are not allowing the economic engine of this country to accelerate at full its full potential, benefiting every American alive. And they are attacking a president because they don't like him because he is not one of them. But I digress. Uh, I mentioned again that I'm I'm shadow banned on TikTok. So here's what the uh, big tech social media giants do. I saw I heard an article or I'm sorry, an interview with a, an expert on this, and I I'm totally at a loss for his name, uh, Ari something. I mean, it was just a great interview, and I, I caught it on Dan Bongino's show, which is a great show as well, by the way. And from this interview here's what, what what you gleaned if you listen to it what you learn is that these big social media giants the facebooks of the world the twitters of the world the tiktoks of the world they they're so big and the people that are writing the algorithms are writing algorithms to suppress conservative voices so if you are a business owner this expert was going on to say and you were um, 
let's see, expressing your political views on your social media platforms, and those political views were conservative, then that their their algorithm is going to hurt you. Their algorithm is going to push you down in the rankings because everybody is ranked. Every website that is out there is immediately ranked. And if your website is ranked low, you're never going to get anywhere. This has happened to a lot of us. It's happened to me. It's happened to me right now. TikTok been shadow banned now for almost, I think, maybe over three weeks. And what the shadow ban on TikTok means is you're not allowed on the For You page. Uh, I, anybody who follows me on TikTok, and I encourage you to follow me, you'll see my videos. But if you're not following me, you won't see them. And that means people who aren't following me won't see them to come and go follow me. And the views dropped, I mean, through the floor. When they, it was so obvious when they shadow banned me that what happened. And you can go in and look. Like Everybody who comments on my videos or likes my videos, I can look on them and they're all followers. Not one was not a follower. Since I've been shadow banned in three weeks, I think I've gained maybe four or five followers. Whereas before, I would gain 100, 200, 300 a day. This is what big tech is doing. They are suppressing conservative voices. They're writing it in their algorithm. Remember, Life is not the matrix. Life is an algorithm. And the tech giants have complete control over this and are hurting people. For example, let's say you make your business on Facebook, whatever that is, right? Facebook is the largest platform of its kind. And Facebook, by the way, tends to be conservative. A lot of people who are on Facebook now are generally a little bit older and they're more conservative in their views. But Facebook, if you are a business on Facebook and you're conservative, they're going to rank you lower and you're not going to be seen as much. The same goes for Twitter. Again, the same goes for TikTok. Let's say you're a creator on TikTok. I am a creator on TikTok. I get paid all my videos. I get paid a little bit every time a video, somebody watches one of my videos. Well, if it's suppressed, I'm, there goes the revenue stream. So this is what's happening in big tech. And this is what's happening in the media. And what do we, what can we do about it? What is being done about it? It's, it's, frustrating because we are, are, are seem to be kind of at beholden to this big tech, this big media, because the left continues to pour money into this. You know, remember Air America? Most of you probably don't. Air America was uh, an, a left-leaning radio network. It completely went belly up. It couldn't survive in the free market. So Air America is indicative of really um, um, leftist voices not being able to survive in the free market. So if you have the media controlling the narrative and you have the social media tech giants controlling the algorithm, it's an uphill battle, isn't it? This is what our president is up against. And I mean, you know, you got to have respect for the man that he would put himself out there like this. Amy Coney Barrett, uh, you know, she's currently nominee for Supreme Court. And would you want to go through what Amy Coney Barrett is about to go through? Now, so far, they haven't been able to land a punch on her because, you know, she's a pretty stand up person. And in fact, if you look at the news right now for what's going on with the um, uh, Supreme Court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett, you're just not hearing a whole lot. But here, here is the news. Uh, um, 
Oh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank at the senator. Cruz. Ted Cruz has come out and said that he he thinks they have the votes. The Republicans have the votes. There are 53 Republicans in the Senate chamber right now. Two have said they're not going to vote for whether it's a vote no or whatever. They said they don't want to vote because they think it should be after the election. Fine. That leaves 51. And so and Ted Cruz is saying that they have the 51 votes. Now, even if they have 50, Pence comes in as that 51st vote as a tiebreaker because he is president of the Senate. And boom, Amy Coney Barrett's in there. Now, why does the left not want Amy Coney Barrett in there? Well, they don't want her in there because she's a conservative judge. They're afraid. They're afraid that she's going to rule in favor of right policies. Now, the interview that I listened to with Ted Cruz the other day was extremely interesting and also mm, enlightening. And here's what I learned from listening to Cruz is one is he wrote, he's got a book that, that just coming out and I, and I can't remember the, the name of the book. It's uh, One Vote, I think is what it's called. And basically so many of our elections or our Supreme Court rulings, I'm sorry, not elections, have been decided by this one, by one vote, a 5-4 ruling. So you've got right now eight Supreme Court justices because of the death of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So it, right now, we don't have a 5-4 vote. So we need to get a Supreme Court justice on there before the election. So in case this does go to the Supreme Court, which the media is saying it most likely will, you had a media. So that's one reason why we need to get Amy Coney Barrett in there. But another thing is, is the left is complete, is, is scared of her because of her, you know, being a conservative judge. But what, back to what Ted Cruz was saying, is that the right, has selected awful Supreme Court justices. You know, Souter was selected by a Republican president. Okay, Kennedy was selected by a Republican president. So the left, all of the candidates that they selected have done exactly how you would think they'd perform by being selected by the left. They haven't been wishy-washy. They've been decidedly left. But the Republicans have selected candidates that have turned out to be wishy-washy or squishy, like John Roberts. He was, you know, selected by Republican president, George W. Bush. Uh, then you got some saying this about Kavanaugh. So, you know, why is that? Cruz had a very, very valid point to why that is. is because Republican presidents select Supreme Court nominees that will adhere to the Constitution. They'll be constitutionalists. And that doesn't always go the way for the Republicans. No, so there are some times where the Republicans go against the Constitution and the Supreme Court justices they pick rule in favor of the Constitution and not what the Republicans want. That's the way it should be. That's who Amy Coney Barrett is. But the left is afraid of her. They are afraid of her because they're afraid that she's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And so much in fact that you see um, Biden come out recently saying if he's elected, he'll make Roe v. Lay Roe v. Wade law of the land. Well, it is law of the land and uh, he, he can do stuff in executive orders, but that's not lasting. But why is he bringing it up? Well, he's bringing it up because we're about to go through this nomination process and the left is scared. She's going to get in. They might as well just give up. They might as well give it in. And they're not, they haven't really landed many punches on her yet. So next week is going to be the confirmation hearings. So are they going to attack this woman? Are they going to attack her like they attacked Kavanaugh? No, they're not. The left lost this one. They might as well just give it up. They've lost this one. 
Very excited to tell you about a partnership I have with Hollywood casting director, Kathy Rankin. Now, Kathy, who's been in the Hollywood business since 1994, casting for films and televisions, has put together a workshop where she takes her acting chops and teaches business professionals charisma coaching. Now, Kathy has been working with actors for years, teaching them how to be more charismatic on camera. So why is charisma coaching for you, if you are in business and you are in front of people or your staff, your team is in front of people, whether it be through networking, public speaking, or even dealing with the media on camera, charisma coaching will help you uncover your natural sexiness. Yes, I said sexiness. It'll help you create chemistry in the room by making about the other person. It'll show you how to express vulnerability and still show strength, as well as control the adrenaline rush when they're either with a crowd of people or, again, talking with the media in front of camera. So if you are in business and your team is out there interacting, or if you want to develop a skill set where you're comfortable in front of a crowd and a camera, then contact Kathy at youritfactor.net or reach out to her via phone at 720-985-8852. That is youritfactor.net. You you're going to love this workshop. So let's go into some news headlines. Let's take the remainder of this uh, podcast. Let's talk about what the media wants you to believe and think. I do this every once in a while where I just pull up all the mainstream media headlines, MSNBC, CNN, yes, Fox News as well, NBC News, ABC News, CBS News, just to see where's the narrative. What are they trying to tell you just by the headlines? We're not going to get into any of the stories. We're just going to look at the headlines. Let's start with the most far left organization, MSNBC. NBC. Do you get any more left than MSNBC? Hey, and I'm okay with that. They, they wear it on their sleeve. They're not trying to hide it that they're far left. They're far left. So, so let's talk about what they're, because, you know, know your opposition, ladies and gentlemen, know what they are watching and what they are thinking. So you're better able to handle conversations. So MSNBC headlines, Trump partially reverses himself after his tweet demanding an end to COVID-19 aid negotiations. No, no, he didn't. That actually is a misleading headline. He has not partially reversed himself because what they wanted you to originally to think that he was just um, uh, saying no to the COVID-19 aid negotiations because he doesn't like Americans when actually what he was really saying was that, I'm sorry, I'm not going to, you know, let the leftists win by having this bail out their state. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to soften this up when they know, they absolutely know that the left, that Pelosi added in all this junk to help states. Other uh, headlines on MSNBC, COVID-infected Trump launches attacks on Twitter as White House outbreak spreads. See that COVID-infected Trump? Now they're doing that for a, a reason. And here's the reason. The next headline, Trump's erratic behavior raises concerns that COVID and the treatments for it are warping his judgment. So you see that what the left, leftist MBC, MSNBC is doing? They're tying, they're, they're bashing COVID over Trump's head. And they're even going so far as to say his illness has warped his thinking that his erratic behavior raises concerns. That came from Rachel Maddow. That was on her show. These are the three main headlines for MSNBC. You can see what they're doing. As I said earlier, they're bashing COVID over Trump's head. It's all about COVID. Now let's go over to CNN. CNN's 
headline, Trump defi- they just changed their headline, by the way, because their headline was that Trump's erratic behavior indicates that COVID, you know, is caused by the COVID. The the headline just refreshed to Trump defies public health and refuses to act. Yeah. So what does that headline tell you? Trump defies public health. Now Trump is uh, against public health and he's refusing to act because of public health. And then we got another one. Arizona Senate debate turns on Trump. So we have a pretty contentious race in Arizona. Arizona. Mark Kelly, who's a former astronaut, is running against the incumbent. And the incumbent uh, refused to uh, talk about Trump or really grab onto the Trump flag. And her Mark Martha McSally and her her opponent pressed her over and over again about that. Now, two astronauts who worked with this man came out and said they don't endorse him. So, you know, watch that debate. Arizona's an important state, and we could lose that Senate. I don't think we're going to, but I we could lose that list. So CNN again. It's all about COVID. They're going, the mainstream media is using COVID to bash this president. And I hate to say it, it's, it's, a, it's a winning line of defense. It's a winning line to get this president out of office. It just is. And he's having a really hard time overcoming it. So maybe why that we're getting all this released um, documents from Spygate and Hillary Clinton's email. Now over at Fox News, Transparency isn't political is the main headline. Trump's declassification of Russia. Clinton docs spark fierce fights between current and ex-officials. So at least one of the mainstream cable networks is reporting on Trump declassifying this. And of course, yes, that's Fox News. Uh, Another headline, Trump's call to declassify may lead to felony charges. And they're talking about Hillary Clinton. I just don't think that's going to happen, but at least Fox is out there talking it. Let's flip over to NBC News. NBC News, not to be confused with MSNBC News, but not much. Uh, Trump reverses course on coronavirus relief talks, dangles new $1,200 stimulus check. Again, there they go. He didn't reverse course on the coronavirus relief talks. What he's saying is he wants to get this $1,200 check out to the American people, but He's not going to use government money to bail out failing cities and states that were failing prior to the coronavirus and put themselves deeper in the hole with the coronavirus. Subheadline uh, or another headline on MS or NBC News's website: Trump's post-hospital hospital coronavirus message strength over safety. Okay, I'm okay with that, right? Uh, and then another headline: Facebook bans QAnon across its platforms. See, there's those tech giants. There you go. Those tech giants, they're they're controlling the narrative and the news media follows right along. So right now we've got uh, MSNBC, CNN, NBC News, all left-leaning organizations bashing the just bashing Trump over the head with coronavirus and the uh, stimulus checks and the stimulus talks, package talk. And you got Fox News, hey, they're talking about the declassification. That's big news. So ABC News. In late night tweets, Trump changes course on coronavirus relief talk. See, there you go. So and, and the subheadline on that one, Speaker Pelosi said earlier Tuesday, the White House is in complete disarray. So Trump basically is saying, you know, 
we're not going to give you all this money to bail out your failing cities. So the news media, helping the Democrats along, changing the narrative. CBS News. And CBS News generally is not as bad. Their uh, latest news headlines, live updates, White House doctor says Trump reports no symptoms. So you see what the others are doing? They're trying to tell you that this president is having his own cognitive issues because of the virus when it's just simply not true. And But CBS News, I'm fine, is more middle of the road. I've actually been doing this little uh, episode that I do about every other week. CBS News actually surprised me more than I would have thought. I, you know, because I put them in the camp of far left, but CBS News actually is a little more down the middle of the road. So here's President Trump's doctor saying he reports no symptoms. So Dr. Sean Connolly, the White House physician, said the president is doing extremely well and experiencing no systems. So, you know, that's the second time I think I've given some praise to CBS News. So you can see the narrative with the leftist media. It's all about bashing Trump with the coronavirus. This is their only strategy for the left. Coronavirus is it. They don't have anything else. Nothing else. All right. So I, I said on the other in the first segment of the podcast today that I, there's some chilling news potential out there. If Biden should win, that should send a chill up everybody's spine. And here's the headline. <laughs> Bernie Sanders says he's prepared to be in charge of health care if Dems take the Senate. Oh, God. Okay. We can't let that happen, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot let the left take over the Senate. We cannot do this. And if Biden wins the presidency, it could be a down ballot race where uh, the left picks up more Senates. This is so crucial right now. Hey, whether or not you're voting for Donald Trump in the election, and I know there are people who are not, please, please do not allow the Senate to get control or the, the Democrats to get control of the Senate. Do you really want Bernie Sanders in control of the health care? They would really, Bernie Sanders to be on the uh, health care committee he, and chairmanship and be in control of our health care in the Senate? No, you do not. You do not want Bernie Sanders in control of our health care because he will break this country if he is in control of our health care. This man is a communist. He is not a leftist. He's a communist. He's By the way, he's not even a Democrat. He switches parties to run for the presidency and switches back to independent. The man honeymooned in Moscow, in Russia, when it was uh, communist. He, this man is not, not, someone who should be in public office, but yet there he is for generations and generations and generations. There he is. There he is. Scary as all get out. So please, down ballot, no. If Unless you're voting for Trump, and I believe wholly down ballot for Trump, we need more Republicans in the Senate. We need more Republicans in the House of Representatives. Uh, at this point in time, I just believe the Democrats need to be gone and out of power at this point. Their party needs to implode. It needs to go away, and something else comes. I do believe in the two-party system, but when you got people like Bernie Sanders who caucuses with the Democrats, that's their albatross. He's their albatross. And and no one should ever let that man near near anything to do with our health care. 
All right, a couple other bits of news, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up the show today. California, look at this headline. California governor's office tells diners to wear masks in between bites. I am not making that up. The California, California governor's office put out a tweet on Saturday advising that restaurant goers keep their masks on while dining. Going out to eat with members of your household this weekend? Question mark. The tweet reads, don't forget to keep your mask on in between bites. Do your part to keep those around you healthy. That's where we're at with this. You're supposed to have your mask on in between bites if you're at a restaurant. <laughs> I just got, I mean, I, the, the comedy that this is, it, if it, it would be funny if it weren't true. I have a lot of listeners in California, and thank you guys. I'm originally from California, born in Orange County, lived on Valencia Drive. I think Fullerton was the town, small town, right? Uh, blue collar for the most part, I think. I don't know. I've been there generations, it feels like. It's been a long time. Lived out in the Bay Area for five years when I was in my late teens and early 20s. Loved it back then. It's a while ago. So I love California. But in, in California, I hope, I hope is turning redder and redder every day. Did you see that R that story where someone put up, and you're in California, you saw this because this is all over the news. They put up the Trump sign. I think it was on the 405, like it looked like the Hollywood sign. That's huge for California. Some of the rallies that I've seen coming out of California, absolutely huge. But the state is so embedded with leftists and leftist politicians that you know, even Orange County, the beloved Orange County, which has been conservative for years and years and years and years, is is turned blue now you know could it have been election fraud that's what some people say but i don't know you know it's like I, I, my heart breaks for california it's a great state it's a beautiful state if you haven't uh, driven along coast in us one it is the most gorgeous drive ever i drove it one time from san francisco to seattle and I stayed on US-1 as much as I could because I went to see some friends in Seattle. This is when I was a teenager. And it was just, I mean, what a, I mean, just stunning. The beauty is stunning, just stunning. So uh, I hope, I hope, I hope California wakes up, more conservative come out, and it goes red. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that, that would be I, I didn't even know. I can't wrap my brain around California going red. But what I can wrap my brain around is California getting closer and closer to red. And that's what I think will happen in this election cycle. And this is going to make the Democrats pause wanting a to get rid of the Electoral College because it'll backfire because all of you conservatives in California will finally have a voice if, if, if it goes for every vote counts and we get rid of the Electoral College and it's all just popular vote. You'll see conservatives come out of wings of California and New York like you've never seen before, and the left will not know what hit them. But I digress. We still have the Electoral College, and California will, in all likelihood, go blue again. All right, one last story. Uh, you may have not known this was going on. It's been going on for years. Uh, most likely you're familiar with Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven song. Yeah, it's a great song. I am not one of those persons that I'm tired of that song. It has got some beautiful guitar work in that song. And it's like a perfect song, in my opinion, of course. I love guitar. You know, the, the passing of... Um, uh, Eddie Van Halen it was very sad. Uh, again, not a Van Halen fan, but I, some of the songs are fun. But watching that man play guitar, I can watch for hours. The the 
the mastery he had of that fretboard was truly amazing. And Jimmy Page, the passion that he had in his playing, ah, you know, his love, love Led Zeppelin. But anyway, Led Zeppelin is in the news because they just won their Stairway to Heaven plagiarism case. That's right. It's been in the courts for years. It, it, from an article, this is from uh, the Daily Wire as, as well. Someone at Daily Wire must like guitar. It's perhaps the most iconic opening guitar riff in rock history, the beginning of Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. But that riff has been part of a long-running legal battle over claims that the British super band stole it from another band for its 1971 hit. Now that war may finally be over. The Supreme Court declined to take up the case on Monday, which means that the last decision by a U.S. appeals court, which ruled in Led Zeppelin's favor in March 2020, will stand. So there you go. If you didn't know that was in court, it's been in court for a number of years. The whole saga began in 2014 when Michael Skidmore, a trustee for the late Randy Craig Wolf, whose stage name was Randy California, guitarist and songwriter for the band Spirit, filed suit. The band whose biggest hit was I Got a Line on You claimed Led Zeppelin was guilty of copyright infringement by lifting the riff from a song called Taurus. Okay, I'm not going to get into the, the ugly details, but it looks like that court case is over. This is not the first time Led Zeppelin has been accused of plagiarism. Jimmy Page has said he did lift several of his songs from blues artists because at the time, the uh, late 60s, mid 60s, uh, England was, I mean, they the blues were taking over England and a lot of musicians came out of that their blues influence the rolling stones are like that several other british bands were like that at the time led zeppelin being one of them their blues influence american blues influence rock and they just took over the blues and they just did a phenomenal job at it and the music is fantastic huge huge led zeppelin fan not as much as rolling stone fan but if you didn't know that case was out there, it's been out there for years, and it only came up when that um, singer that they mentioned in the article, Randy California, died, and the estate then saw some dollar signs and went after Led Zeppelin for it. Now, Led Zeppelin has lost cases in the past where they've had to pay um, bluesmen money for riffs that they've had, and they've actually had to change liner notes and giving credit where credit was due in some of the blues songs, so they did lift some riffs from. But anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there because, you know, as Woody said early on, we got a lot coming at us, and it's not going to end. These next 27 days, ladies and gentlemen, are going to be a ride to behold. So as Joe Biden famously said, gird your loins. We're about to get busy here. Let's watch the news. And thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Please visit our website at thepblpodcast.com. Like and subscribe our YouTube channel. And again, across all social media platforms, especially where you're listening to this podcast on, follow, like, subscribe, and rate us to help us move it up in the algorithm because life is not the matrix. Life is an algorithm. Let's fight these tech social media giants back.